Hi, this is Janine. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show Rob Harrell, who has authored this book, Wink, and I bet you're going to love it just as much as I have. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. So tell me about your life as a writer leading up to now, uh, when you decided you wanted to go into this field. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I started out as a cartoonist, so uh, I started drawing when I was in about fourth grade and announced to my parents that I wanted to do cartoons, be a cartoonist. And so I started out actually as an illustrator and then eventually landed a syndicated strip. Uh, Amazing. The top. So that's where I first started doing my first writing. Uh, then after uh, Big Top, I tried doing a graphic novel, so there was more writing involved. And then after that, I did some hybrid novels, um, the Life of Zarf series. And so basically what's happened is I've had this slow process of going from thinking myself as an artist who could kind of write to now I'm starting to think I'm, uh, I'm enjoying the writing as much as, as the art, if not more. So you've always been a creative person, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's my favorite part is, is sort of the world building. And so comic strips are a lot of fun that way to come up with the characters and populate this world and come up with the stories. Uh, yeah, I've always enjoyed doing that. Does it typically come to you when you're doing something else? Or do you actually, are you sitting down? Because a lot of times I get ideas as I'm walking. You know, uh, I get them sometimes when I'm walking. I will say most often I get them in the sh- I get ideas in the shower. I've heard that. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's bad because I don't want to, you know, stand in there and take long, hot showers. Um, <laughs> Three hours later. Environment. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they do tend to come to me in there. So if I get really stumped, I'll, uh, I'll go take a shower, which mm-hmm. sounds weird. But uh, it, whatever works, I guess. Yeah. So tell me about Life of Zarf, the series. Life of Zarf was sort of, if you're familiar with the um, Diary of the Wimpy Kid type books. Oh, yeah. That's sort of the format, sort of the, you know, with uh, prose and cartoons mixed in. And uh, so it was a nice fit, having come doing a comic strip. Uh, so anyway, Life of Zarf is about a Zarf. He is Zarf is a troll uh, going to a middle school that's set in the fairy tale world. Uh, and it's a few years after, about 30 years actually, after most of the fairy tales we know. Um, so, like, his lunch lady is Miss Locks, which is Goldilocks grown up, and she's <laughs> slopping out porridge at the lunch line. And, uh, <laughs> and his best friend is the son of one of the three little pigs. And they get into all kinds of adventures. You know, he goes to school with the bratty uh, jerk of a prince, and uh, that's sort of his nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Rob Harrell, and we're going to talk about his book, Wink. Uh, it's for ages 9 to 12. It's a hilarious and heart-wrenching story about surviving middle school and an unthinkable diagnosis while embracing all of life's weirdness. Is this inspired from some of your true life battles? It is. It is. I actually... Um I was 35 at the time, but I was diagnosed with this rare tumor above my eye. And um, I, the only treatment really we could find was this new experimental proton radiotherapy, which is much more uh, Sounds scary. up there now. Yeah. yeah, but 15 years ago, it was really, uh, we hadn't heard of it. And uh, there were only a couple of places in, in the country that would um, would do it. And actually, one of them was in Bloomington, Indiana, where I'm from. And about two miles from my parents' house. So I went down there and went through radiation for eight weeks and stayed with my folks. I said it in seventh grade because I actually had a 
a really good friend, his daughter was diagnosed with cancer, and she and I had a lot of conversations about it. Um, wow. I know. Um, and so we talked about it a lot, and it was like this weird club that we were in, but I got to see that he went through a bunch of stuff that I didn't talk to, like all the social stuff and, and being in um, school makes it makes it extra hard. So I thought maybe this would be the way to write the book and tell sort of my story, but put it in another, um, in another lane so that I can help more people and hopefully help kids know how to be compassionate to somebody who's going through a hard time and also help somebody who's going through a hard time see some ways to cope. Like there's a lot of artwork and music and things like that in the book. Do you feel like writing this book was healing for you as well? I think it was. Uh, you know, it's funny how you sort of tamp things down and I think I had done that, um, you know, hidden some of those emotions and all that. And there were, there were some real emotions that came up while I was writing it. And, uh, you know, that's what I wanted to do because I wanted it to be authentic to the way I felt and um, and true true to the story. But uh, but it was interesting how those those emotions came back to the front. Um, it was a little bit tough. My wife had a tough time reading it. Oh, she did. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it just felt a little too familiar. I think um, she enjoyed it, but but it took her a while to get through it because she just kept needing to take some breaks. And yeah. you know, it's, that makes it sound like a horribly sad book. It's really not. No. There's a lot of humor in it as well. Um, but I think, you know, for her, it, she was uh, pretty close to it all. She, she got, got me through all that. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Tell me about some of, the, some of the messages you would like listeners to take away from the book. You know, I, I really, that, that, that thing about compassion, I just think, um, you know, my, my friend's daughter had some kids who weren't sure how to deal with her diagnosis. And mm-hmm. so they just didn't in a way, they just kind of disappeared. And, oh. um, and that was one of the more horrifying things that I saw. And I realized it's, it's something that a lot of people don't know. You know, you don't know how to talk to someone who's sick. You don't know how to be around someone who's sick. Yes. And, uh, Ross has a, a best friend, Abby in the book who, um, you know, we all need a best friend like Abby. And, uh, she, she could joke around with them about it. And, but in a way that wasn't offensive or, Mm-hmm. light of the situation um so hopefully um you know people will take a little bit of that like and maybe kids will see that you know just because somebody's going through something awful it's not their fault they didn't ask to sure do this thing. Right. um and then also i think i think there's a message there for the, the sort of primary the the main person um going through something like this on ways to cope um that you can sort of pour yourself into drawing or, or he gets really into guitar and, and starts um, his, his radiation tech gets him into guitar. Oh, I love that. Um, so some creative outlets, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which everybody needs to tap into, don't you think? When whatever age you're going through, especially middle school, it's so hard. Yeah, I, I really do. I, th- I think, and I think those kind of creative pursuits, but, you know, even if you're not terribly creative, I just think a hobby or or something um, can help so much. You know, I think uh, say you're having a horrible day and just going in and journaling about it or writing about it or mm-hmm. draw draw a picture of the way you feel or, you know, um, Ross draws this character called Batpig um, and he works out these comics and you can kind of see in the comics that that's how he's working out what he's going through. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and I when I was going through it, I was doing my comic strip big top and uh you know so every day i had to sit down to do a comic strip so i had to 
had to force myself into a different mind space. And I think that was really, really helpful. I was going to say, I love when people find their flow, that, that one thing or a few things that submerse them and they forget time and it helps them feel good and feel optimistic. Would you say that's true for you? Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I, I get that with writing. I get that with um, drawing. I get that with, you know, playing guitar sometimes. Um, it's just anything where you suddenly look up two hours later and realize, oh, wow, I've been in, on another planet for two hours. Yes. I think that's a great thing. I mean, I don't think that's, or if it is escapism, it's a good kind of escapism. I think it's uh, yeah. perfectly healthy. What are you doing right now to deal with the self-quarantine? Um, I've been, well, I'm doing another comic strip. I do one called The Animate Home now. Yeah, and then I, it's another daily strip, so I'm still doing that. And uh, I've been working quite a bit. And then music is my thing. I'm a, I'm a big music nerd. Um, so, you know, I've been listening to all kinds of new music. I've been sort of on this great. constant hunt for new, new, new songs. I, I've gotten recently very into, like, late 70s punk, which is weird, but um, <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, it's what's speaking to me right Is that now. like The Clash? Um, yeah, well, yeah, like The Clash. Oh, The Replacements? Yeah, yeah Replacements, love The Replacements. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, The Jam was another band. Uh, so anyway, I've been kind of going down that rabbit hole, and, and it's another thing, that I can lose time, uh, you know, on, on uh, Apple Music, or, yeah. sorry to give a plug there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just... I can lose time by just sitting there and being like, wow, I really like that song. Who else should I listen to? Right. Um, yeah. Six hours later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a lot of good mixtapes when this is... I know, really. I, everybody's... I, I've heard, you know, especially people in the creative field... There are going to be so many creative things that are already popping up um, online and things people are doing. I, I mean, I love comedy, and I love comic strips. I've always been a huge fan. Was that something you gravitated towards as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was addicted to them, and um, they, they were my favorite thing. And uh, my parents tell the story that in fourth grade, I, I said I wanted to be Gary Trudeau. Oh. You know, I, I don't know if that's true. I, I, I have some questions about that story because I don't know why in fourth grade I would have been reading I know. But, yeah, but um, maybe I just liked the way he drew. I'm not sure at that point. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, later I came to love it and, and love all those strips. And it's been, uh, that was sort of my life goal was to do a comic strip. And I, I've been doing it now for a while. That's so fantastic. It's really, really fun. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you? I mean, do you teach any classes online? Uh, I don't teach any classes online yet. Um, I, I've been posting some videos. I, I posted a video showing how to draw that pig. Okay. But, um, um, if you go to my website, uh, robherald.com, um, there's things on there about uh, painting and, and um, all the comic strips and the other books I've done. Uh, and then, you know, you can find me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I'm learning how to do all that stuff during this quarantine. It's yeah. in nature. It's not my natural way, but but uh, I'm doing it because I want I want people to find out about Wink, and I'm really excited about it. And uh, I, th I think uh, I think people will like it. Do you have uh, ideas for other books? You know, um, other books along the same lines as Wink. I do. Um, you know, I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to figure out how much like Wink. Um, I, I, and I've got some ideas. Um, sort of. I have almost spin-off ideas. Oh, good. Wink, I would say. But, uh, yeah, and, and uh, so I'm, I'm working on that now. I've got, I've started about eight books, I think, since uh, since I ended Wink. 
and uh, I'm just trying to figure out which one is the right mm-hmm. to, to keep to keep going down that path. Um, but yeah, I, and part of that, part of the problem, I think, is that writing Wink was such a new and different experience. It was really rewarding, especially because it was so personal. Yeah. Um, that I'm, I'm struggling a little bit to figure out uh, exactly where to put my my uh, cards. <laughs> well, point. yeah, no, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's. I think it is, and I think a lot of people, you know, in some ways, this is the first. You know, the, the Life of Art books had a lot more illustration in them, and were much more geared around just being fun. Um, and this book was was really rewarding to write. So I want to I want to continue down that path. I think it's I think it's great. Um, do you typically try to write for this age group, nine to twelve? I do. Um, you know, it. I think by doing the comic strip for so many years, I've kind of honed in on a certain sense of humor of mine. You know, my wife would say, I'm still 13 at heart. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, so it's a fun age to write for. And I also think, um, like, middle school is just such an interesting time, and there's so many things that happen. Oh, it's one I, way of I, describing I it. You evolve. <laughs> yeah, you evolve so much during middle school. From, yeah. Uh, you kind of come into your own a little bit. So the stakes are high, and... and uh, uh, even the stakes of little things are high in middle school, and I think that makes it um, just ripe for for uh, stories. Oh, I know. It's it's so challenging in so many ways. No matter what group you're in, no matter what you know uh, group of friends you fall into, um, but the people uh-huh. that don't fit into the norm or the popular group, you know, the picked on, the different uh-huh. kids. It's really hard. It is, it is. And, and you know, in my life as art books, I made him a troll because I figured they were sort of the lowest of the low <laughs> in a fairy tale middle school. Uh, nobody likes trolls. So I gave, I gave him, he was sort of my ultimate underdog. Um, but yeah, I think everybody feels a little bit like the underdog in, in middle school. Um, yeah. No matter, no matter who you're hanging out with and, and uh, how things are going, I think that's, that's part of just that maturing, growing up process that happens during that time. Definitely. All right, so let me give your website one more time. It's Rob Harrell, that's H-A-R-R-E-L-L.com, and you're on Twitter at Harrell Rob. Anywhere else people can find you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram at Rob Top. It's R-O-B-B-T-O-P-P uh, from back in my big top days when I was doing that comic strip. All right, where excellent. That name comes from. Yeah. And congratulations on your book, Wink. We've been talking with Rob Harrell, and uh, it's been great having you on the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure.